Hi, and welcome to Wait Takes, episode 69. <laughs> nice. Uh, I am Trey, joined as always by Cam, Tucker, and Dylan. Are we feeling sexy today, gentlemen? Sexy as hell. Oh, yeah. Jared Allen episode. You know, we started last week with a nice uh, congratulations to Tucker. I think this is a Gronk episode, actually. Uh, We started last week with a nice congratulations to Tucker and his family. Uh, This week, let's congratulate Cam and his family on his brother getting married. It's very nice. Collins listened to a few episodes, I believe, so... Uh, one of our listeners. Shout out, Colin. Shout out, Holly. Congratulations. May you uh, live long and prosper. I don't know what you say to a married couple. I've never been to a wedding. Fun fact. We've been talking about that before the show. But anyways. That's a lie. Big show to nice boys. That's not a lie. I've never. I've been when I was a child. What about your dad? Uh, my dad's not married. Oh. Then what was that party we went to? <laughs> All right, so big episode tonight. Draft season. We got a draft coming, mock draft. Um, we'll discuss that later, but first, point allocation. Um, I believe it was a tie last time I checked. Yeah, it again. was. It is a tie between Cam's Pander pick of the Isaiah Thomas take and my pick. Of the uh, Yankees suck take. So yeah, Cameron, not a pander, not a pander. Yankees suck. <laughs> now I will say my take was a little bit more wasted than yours, but essentially the same thing. Both Yankee related, but um, all right, Cam, I'll let you call it here since you're lower on the point totem. Heads or tails? Gotta be a head. I love head on sixty-nine. The tails. That's a point to me. Uh, there's the proof. Yeah, that's the proof. You picked it up on yeah, I think so. I think a third party should. I've literally. I, we can do that. But I've literally your own lost. Coin. I've literally lost three points on coin flips, so I don't want to hear it. I've All right. never won one. I've never. I'm up to five. Dylan's a seven. Cam's a three. Tucker's a one. Um. All right. So, waste it takes. Winners uh, and losers? First of all, do we have any winners and losers at all that anyone can think of? Yankees still bad. I got a loser. Bruins are getting hot. I got um, a loser. Zach Wilson, his burrito, his Chipotle bowl looked awful. I don't know. I don't trust Chipotle guacamole, and he got the shredded chicken on his. I'm actually just looking at it on Instagram no right now. No idea what you're talking about. He did an ad for uh, Chipotle, and his bowl just isn't good. It's just a bad bowl, in my opinion. I don't trust a guy that orders guacamole on his Chipotle bowl. Chipotle guacamole just isn't that good. We don't get a lot of Zach. Well, Zach Wilson might be for Ben Bobby's night. Yeah, I think so. Um, I had Fernando Tatis down for the count. Oh, yeah. Uh, this past weekend, he had five home runs. So. <laughs> He's so good. I might be a loser. Slam Diego, mon- money well spent. He's so good at baseball. So, that's a tough one. Tough look, though. Hey, he could still get hurt, and it, it's hanging by a thread, maybe. Um, all right. Let's jump into waste takes. Uh, Dylan, are you ready to go with one? I do have waste takes. 
I feel like I would like you to go first because I've skipped you two weeks in a row now. Thank you. So, so go ahead, lead off. So this past week we saw a no hitter in MLB, a seven inning game, no hit. See a lot of people very upset by this. They're saying it doesn't count. Um, normally for these types of things, I would agree that it doesn't count. And although I hate the seven inning games, I think it's stupid. I think it 100% counts. Um, so I, as much as I hate the way baseball is being done now in terms of, you know, the runner on second base rule uh, and extra innings, these seven inning stupid games, um, we can maybe talk about the pioneer league later too, um, with their extra inning stuff. Um, I'm on the side of that counts, but what I will say is that with all these rule changes, I don't see a lot of people, you know, like getting into baseball because of uh, these rule changes. I only see people getting away from baseball. And we saw, um, what's his face, Gary Sheffield the other day was like, yeah, I don't watch the games at all anymore. Even when I was a broadcaster, I just showed up there for work and didn't pay attention, and I never watched any of the games. So... so um, they're alienating a bunch of people. I'm saying the MLB uh, is gonna is tanking, and uh, we are gonna see four teams leave the league in the next ten years. This is an impossible take to prove, but I'm saying four four teams next ten years down the tubes, they're gone. That's the take. So, have you seen the baseball ratings lately? They're probably high. They're up. They're up. Super Big high. Time. Big time up. Baseball the Padres-Dodgers are the best rivalry in baseball right now. Baseball, well, I agree that these are dumb rules. The seven-inning no-hitter, it doesn't count, right? Like, they don't technically no, call it a no-hitter. That's correct. It shouldn't count it. I think it should count. Gone. Oh, no way. They should have. What they should do is if somebody has a no-no through seven – they need to extend the game two innings. I don't care what. Oh the score my god! Is. Okay, big cat. I haven't listened to part of my take. Oh, that was his exact take: is that they just need to let the game keep going. Oh well, then that's similar brain because I haven't listened to part of my take in probably a month and a half. But um, yeah, no, extend the game. Uh, but I think it does should not count as no hitter. I think the baseball is actually in a decent space right now. You're finally having some guys like. Trevor Bauer and Tatis just being like, we're just gonna go put on a show. I'm gonna I'm gonna bit, get angry at every guy I strike out. Every time I pimp a ball over the stands, I'm gonna throw my bat onto the pitcher's mound. I think it's exciting. I think it's gonna piss the old guys off. Suck it up. Baseball needs saving. I think Manfred needs to get out. I think he's no good for the game. Um, but I think I don't think this will happen. I think baseball will always be on the verge of death. I don't think it will ever happen. Um, I think there'll be enough people that are interested in baseball to keep it alive. Um, so um, I disagree. I don't think that's going to happen. Tucker? Yeah, I'm out on this take. Baseball is, I feel like, more prevalent this year than it's been in previous years. Um, I'm enjoying it more. I watched the uh, Padres-Dodgers game the other night while I was out in Utah. Awesome game. Genuinely enjoyed watching it. Uh I just think baseball is in a really good spot right now. There's a lot of big market teams that are very competitive right now, which is always good for the sport, just in terms of fan bases. And 
I feel like, I mean, as Trey said, viewership's up. The superstars are fun. Fernando Tatis is, like, a very fun player to watch. I mean, I just think rivalries are starting to reignite. I think Red Sox-Yankees might reignite this year. They seem like they're going to be around the same level. Well, the Yankees kind of suck, but if they can turn it around, it could be competitive. And then having the Dodgers-Padres being, like, such a great rivalry is awesome. I just think baseball's on the up and up right now, so I really strongly disagree with this. Cameron, any say? Yeah, so I don't agree that four teams will be out, but I'll tell you one. Oh, God. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you won't tell us a thing, Cam. Uh, So the thing is, is it's not... It's not so much that the whole league is down, and I th- it's great that the numbers are up. I just think selectively there are things that are that appeal to certain new demographics of baseball, but that's not sustainable for all these teams. Like we have we have shit teams in terrible places that just have zero revenue, and I and if and if they're not they've been on the down and they're just going to continue to go down. And I think even if there are like, uh, like noteworthy ratings, uh, guys like Tatis or, or Bauer, like you said, I, I, I just don't think that's sustainable throughout the other teams that are just garbage or even maybe not even garbage. They just have no fan base. And I don't think that that fan base is going to continue to rise with the way that they're marketing. Cam, one more try. Yeah, I'll try it again. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the Tigers will be the first team that got to go. All Detroit sports teams got to go. Get rid of them all. Terrible. Don't win anymore. Terrible city. Never been. Don't want to. Um, Tigers, uh, Twins, Pirates, Mariners. Those, those are your four teams right there. Get rid of them all. Don't need them. No fan base, no games. Keep the Marlins because everyone's coming down to Miami and they'll start going to games. But, uh, I, I don't agree, but if, if it had, if it did happen, I wouldn't be, you know, electrified and shocked. I don't think many people would care if it happened either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it, it's possible. I don't think it's, it's entirely crazy. I just don't think it's going to happen. We hear about baseball dying for years and years and it still manages to, seems to turn a profit, right? I mean, last year was a disaster, but that's not their fault. COVID didn't help. Um, all right. I have a draft take, draft week. Looking at the later first round. Looking at the Super Bowl champions. When you think of the Bucks, what, what do you think a team needs for the Bucks? What do they need? Quarterback. <laughs> all right. Way to beat or not beat around the bush. Yes. They don't need any help on – you know, defense, offense, they are stacked everywhere. They're getting everybody back. I'm already going to disagree. I start thinking about the quarterback. Now, I'm not suggesting bringing a guy to compete with Brady, take Brady's spot. Brady's got a spot there forever until he dies on the field. Um, but I think he's, I don't think he's going to die on the field, but I think he's, you know, probably three years out. What is he now, 43? I think I said he's 46. Old. I think I said 47. So maybe four, three, four years. So let's say you want to be safe and edge on the side of three years. You got to start thinking about quarterback now. I mean, Belichick did it to Brady. Um, turns out he had a lot more left in the tank, and it, it didn't pan out. But 
I think it's time for the Bucs to start looking at quarterback, and that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to draft a quarterback at 32. That's the take. The Bucks will draft a quarterback. Now, who's it going to be? Could be Fields. Fields falls that low. I don't think it'll happen. I think they're going to draft Kellen Mond at 32. Um, I'm not entirely sure if I should take, if I should make that the take that they select. I, you know what? I will. The Buccaneers select Kellen Mond at 32 in the first round. His stock's been rising. Um, and, and it's time, you know, you don't, you don't need a guy to come in right away, obviously. Um, but you can get that project quarterback that can learn from Brady for three years. Maybe you're set up and you just cuck the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots, their whole plan was have Brady till he retires, get the next guy early and be ready to go. That fell apart. And now the Bucks are about to do it back to them. So, um, I think that the Bucks take Kalamond at 32. Now, I agree that the Bucks could take a quarterback at 32. But I got a crazy take on who it could be. I don't think any of you guys have even heard of this guy who has been getting a lot of buzz the last week. I've listened to a bunch of stuff about everything right now. And one guy that's been popping up a lot for maybe first-round draft buzz, Cam just put it in the chat, Davis Mills out of Stanford. I've, I've actually never heard of him. Yeah, he's Stanford quarterback. He's actually pretty good. I mean, his coach is speaking very highly of him, basically said there will be no Andrew Luck, but and there'll never be another Andrew Luck, but this is like the best we can ask for outside of him. He's, he's a solid QB. He kind of, he got a lot of recognition now coming into the offseason. He's even getting first round draft buzz, so I could see him being the guy that they take at 32. A high-risk guy that they can draft when he has to sit for a few years, he'd be the perfect spot right now. Well, that's the thing. They don't there's, even if it's high risk, they don't even have risk because they don't need anything. Yeah, exactly. Like That's my point. Why, why wouldn't they go for the high risk, yeah. high reward guy over like the Kyle Trask boring, you yeah. know, like it Good makes point. more sense to go for this one. Cameron? Oh, no. Dylan? <laughs> Well, I was going to look something up real quick because I was going to one-up your take because originally I thought you were going to say Brady's done, get a guy, blah, 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 blah. He'll, like, peter out, but he'll have somebody to under his wing. Um, I do agree that picking a quarterback for um, the Bucks is uh, high-risk, high-reward, I guess, or low-risk, high-reward because they don't need anything, really. Um so and and having that guy under Brady is like great for that guy coming up. I'm gonna take the take one step further. I'm gonna say, don't do it this year. Do it next year after drafting or after trading for a higher pick, or um, maybe they're just not gonna be as good next year. Cause you know, 32, they're gonna get some guy with like you guys are saying probably not as good as what would be obviously the other five that we're thinking are top five this year. So if they bump up the draft next year to like a 15 pick for some reason, um, then do it then. I don't think there's they should do it now. Cam, so, yeah, let's try again. Thank you for raising hey, your hand. Hey, fellas. Um, I got no doubt in my mind. Bucks go wide receiver at 32. Very deep wide receiver draft. They have two wide receivers right now. They have... Well, you're going to uh, disrespect Scotty Miller like that? 100% going to disrespect him like that. They have Evans, and then Godwin's teeter-tottering. He wants one more bowl, and then he's going to dip. They need to build 
the wide receiver core. They're going to lose AB, um, and it's a deep wide receiver draft, like I said. Um, I think they go Kadarius Tony at 32 if he's still oh. there. Um, shifty guy in the slot can play opposite Chris Godwin. And then, I don't think it's too far-fetched the second round. They go Trask. They get a guy that played with Tony. They get a guy behind him, and maybe Trask is gone by then. You know, we'll see. They could possibly trade up if they really like him. I think that's their best bet. They just they just build another weapon for Brady to go to. If he's gone, get another guy in, build a spot, um, and also build toward the future because Godwin's probably gone. And yeah, but I uh, it's a deep wide receiver draft. I don't see him going anywhere else. It's not awful. It's not an awful take. All right, who's next? I can go next while my Wi-Fi is still working. Go ahead. Um, so I think. <laughs> Not working. Oh no. On earlier. Hello. Okay. You there, Hello? Cam? Go. Go go go. All right. So um, the second pick in this draft is supposed to be a guy named Zach Wilson, Mormon out of BYU. I, this is the most Jets situation ever. They lose their chance at Trevor Lawrence, and they got to settle for this guy that they think is the answer, probably because everyone else told them that he is, so they're just going to go with it. Um, I'm prepared to say that Zach Wilson will be a Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, Todd Blackledge, Josh Rosen type level bust. He might not play more than four games, start more than four games in his entire NFL career. Um, he's going to be the starter right away, and I don't know, I, it's it's just not going to work out for him. This will be his only year starting for a team in the NFL. He has proven time and time again that the only strength is his arm, and he cannot win big games. He has never beat a ranked opponent or a, a top a, a team that had more than. 10 or more wins in a season. He's 0-6. He threw one touchdown and like seven picks in those games and terrible yardage. He's not a big-time player. Blame it on the team, whatever you want. Steve Young did it in BYU. Zach Wilson can't do it. Handsome-looking dude. Hurry's not a team player, but he's going to be the biggest bust this year and one of the biggest busts of all time. Tucker, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm totally on board with this. It's a classic Jets pick. I mean, the guy's only had one good season of college football. He was like 13 touchdowns, 8 interceptions his first year, 15 touchdowns, 10 interceptions his second year, and then and was coming into this offseason as a guy that wasn't even planning to be drafted. Like, he was supposedly going to be an undrafted free agent, uh, and now he's the number two consensus pick. I'm sorry, this guy played in a weak division in college with one of the best O-lines in football, the best in his division by in his conference by far. It wasn't even competitive. But I'm just not buying that, like, I mean, the whole thing is he's got the Pat Mahomes comparison where he's an athletic quarterback. He, I mean, he's a big-armed quarterback. That could be the next big thing. He's Like, that's all that they're seeing. They just see... Someone that's similar to Pat Mahomes, and they're praying that he can be that. And I just don't buy that he is that level of QB. 
So, yeah, I mean, I'm just not buying it. I think that he'll probably be, I don't think, I'm I will, not there yet where I think he's going to be a full-on bust. Uh, but I do think that he's not going to be the second best QB in this draft. Absolutely. He does not deserve that spot. Smack Jones. Don't even know. <laughs> well, Cam, I certainly hope you're right because, you know, I don't need a good quarterback on the Jets. Um, I think he's got a little bit of the Josh Rosen stink on him. Maybe he doesn't love football. Maybe, you know, they I end up. that vibe from him. He's a bad team player, apparently, according to Cam. Oh, yeah, no, that was me. Yeah, no, he is a bad team player. Doesn't support his teammates. I mean, maybe thinks he's above it. I don't know. But, yeah, cocky like Rosen. I don't know. But I could totally see the Jets, him being a bust, just based on the fact he comes out of BYU, being a bust and the Jets picking higher than they are picking this year um, and deciding to go with the next guy, Sam Howell, perhaps. Um, But... I don't know. I mean, I, I liked what I saw of him. I haven't paid too much attention to him. I've liked what I've seen of him. I do see the criticisms that he's all arm and he hasn't played anybody real. But, I mean, that's a big problem I have with Trey Lance, Like, right? Like, he hasn't played anyone real and he hasn't played. Um, but, um, I don't know. I, I hope so. And I would not be surprised. Dylan? So the Jets are the Jets, right? We're all in agreement that they make bonehead decisions and it's just inevitable of football the way of the universe the Jets are the Jets get that out of the way Zach Wilson I think is a good enough quarterback to play in the league I think he is um, okay I think that if we, if the Jets pick him they're not going to be uh, terrible um, I think it's better than what they had Darno terrible Tucker your takes bad um what was bad about my take? <laughs> Darnell. Um, Darnold. Dylan. Same thing. Darnell. <laughs> Darnold. <sighs> Darnold. Same. I, you pronounce it like a Frenchman, all right? Darnold. No, you don't. So, it's not. <laughs> not there's no A-U-X in there. So, go ahead. So, uh, uh, my bad. I, you know, these things, $1.59 at the gas station. <laughs> tall boys. You know, so it is what it is. couple in, so... Um, what we have going on here is the Jets are going to try to one-up themselves. They know everybody's talking about Zach Wilson being the guy. He actually might even be the guy. But what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to come to their senses once and ever and say we're not going to go. We're going to take a shot at somebody else. They're going to go Trey Lance number two, and it's going to That's work great. out. It's going to work out for them just by sheer luck because I think that guy. Everybody's riding him off. He's going to want to show everybody up. So they're going to pick Trey Lance number two. And it's going to be a bizarre draft the rest of the way. Dylan with two ways to take essentially this segment. But All right. Um, is that it? Are we done? Did I skip anyone this time? You skipped me, Trey. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, so mine's actually a baseball-related take, which is very out of the – norm for me but uh mine's about the goat conversation in baseball and more importantly the goat pitcher i think by the end of his career jacob Degrom will be known as the goat of pitching and there's a few reasons for this so jacob Degrom in the last three years has won two cy youngs came in third in the other one uh and this year 
on top of it. He is at five miles per hour to his fastball. I'm not sure Cheating. how he did that. Cheating. But he added five miles per hour to his fastball. Do you want to know what his percentage of strikeouts is? He strikes out 49% of batters he faces. To put that in perspective, Nolan Ryan struck out 31%. Yeah, but he played for like 18 million years, right? No, in his best ever year, he struck oh. out 31%. Jacob DeGrom striking out 49%. It is April. I know it's April, but, like, that's an absurd number. For, uh, like, if you go up to bat against him, there's a 50% chance you strike out. He's throwing 99 miles per hour fastballs with movement and 92 mile per hour sliders. The dude is virtually unhittable. And I think that, I mean... I think he could. I think there's a very good debate that Jacob Degrom will be the goat. How old is Jacob Degrom? No idea. Let's look it up. He's old, right? He's got to be old now. No, I don't think so. You add five miles per hour to your fastball. Okay, I'll explain how he he added five miles per hour to his fastball. Thirty-two. He had something in his glove called go-go juice, which they sell around that league down there. He's thirty-two. You rub a little on the hand, and you start throwing it fast, so you get a better grip. He's cheating. Everybody's cheating. He's cheating. Um, so there's there's one A. B. I don't I don't see him in the go conversation as all, at, at all. I mean, why he playing Arizona, New York Mets? Always still on the Mets. Ev- oh, yep. never left. Oh. Well, one, ask me what his ERA is. Ask me what his ERA is. His career ERA or is this year? This year. Point three see, one. I don't care about this year because we're still looking it up. Him being, him, him being a great pitcher this year does not make him the GOAT. Okay, his career, he's averaging a 2.5 ERA. He hasn't had the big moments that these pitchers have had. He's not close to – nobody would talk about him in the same breath as Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, Pedro I'm Martin. doing it right now. Okay, well, you're the first. <laughs> in, the, in the most I'm known not, podcast of all. I'm not even close to the first. Hard disagree. I, I don't know much about him, but I – Know that I haven't heard enough about him to consider him the goal conversation. But I'll let Dylan talk about it because he probably knows way more than I do. Uh, Jacob DeGrom throws 100 miles an hour from the bump consistently through eight innings. He's got a dirty sinker and nasty change of slider. So the guy's gross. No one can deny that he's gross. He's on a shit team. When you're on shit teams, you never become the greatest player of all time. That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, he, he, there we go. He, Trey needed someone that knew something about Jacob Degrom to back up his argument. He, he that's, no, but that's why was. that's why I couldn't put my finger on it. Cause I, I could have told you Jacob Degrom was fifty-seven years old, and you'd believe me. Go ahead, Dom. He's seventy-two and fifty-two in his career, and I know you can't go by wins because his ERA is low at two point five. But when it's the same talk about why Edelman is a Hall of Fame candidate because he shows up in the big games and they do well. DeGrom, although he might show up in some big games in the playoffs, his team is never there. And when they are there, they lose. So it's hard to put it at being one of the greatest pitchers of all time 
it's more like put him in the category at the top of the people who could be the greatest pitcher of all time if they were on a good team. <laughs> so, you know, if, if he if his win, like he won Cy Young and had a losing record a few years back. No, he was 10-9 when he won the Cy Young. Whatever. That's close enough. He won three Cy Youngs, by so, the way. Yeah, he was ten and nine with a one point seven ERA. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that that he's he's very good, but he's he. But you, he's on a shit team. But you can't you can't be considered one of the greatest pitchers of all time if you don't generate wins for your team. See, but I feel like that's the difference between baseball and other sports. Is that it's such a team oriented sport that like you can be one of the best of all times and not win. World Series. Yeah, but that's not the take. The take is he's going to be one of the greatest. He's going to be the goat of pitching. So, you, you one of the things of being goats of pitching is is winning. No, <laughs> and it's not there. The steroids. Would you say Barry Bonds is the goat? Yes. Wait. Barry Bonds never won a World Series. That doesn't. That doesn't. Yeah, his, that doesn't matter in terms. So astronomical yeah. compared to everyone else's. Uh, these aren't at, these aren't unheard of numbers. Uh, when a you when fifty percent strikeout rate is unheard of. It's April Tucker. Yeah, that's the other the other it's unheard of. The other point a is one point seven season a one point seven season ERA unheard of. A bad two weeks will change could change that drastically. Okay, yeah, it could. But I'm just saying, I said on the trajectory, it's number one, it's waste of takes. I'm allowed to throw out a crazy take. You're allowed. Number to throw two, out he has crazy stats, like unmatched stats. Can't I de- <clears throat> can't deny it, but it's just like having Kirk Cousins saying he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He never wins. No, because Kirk Cousins isn't that good. Cam, do you have anything to say? We've totally cut you off. Is he even here? Yeah, I was I was going like this. No, I'm I'm good on this one. Uh, I've I've seen Degrom his stats and stuff, but. You know, at the end of the day, you gotta win. Pitch better. That's it. By the uh, way, uh, Degrom plays the uh, Red Sox tomorrow. He's for sure the best pitcher in the league right now, but he can't be considered the greatest pitcher of all time if he doesn't win games. Like Who that's just that's just the way it now? works. Let's do it. Who's your go-to pitching cutter? Jacob Degrom. Okay. Nolan. Nolan Ryan. Hundred percent. Easy. Solid pick, Cam. Babe Ruth. He did pitch. Interesting one. He was a pitcher. I about Pedro? I think Pedro is the best all time. Um, in, an era, in an era when it was hard to pitch. Fu- well, fu- Mariano is is the goat. Well, he's he's not a starter. He could throw fucking one inning, and then it was like, okay, hit the showers. Greg Maddox yeah, is up never, there. Never lost. Tom Glavin's up there. By the way, um, Jacob DeGrom's ERA, 2.5. Nolan Ryan's, 3.2. Different game. Also, Nolan Ryan, a win-loss record of 324 and 292, but he's a winner. And Jacob DeGrom with a record right around the same numbers in terms of win-loss ratio. Such a he's weird a argument. proven loser. I mean, no, no, I'm just it's using such a your weird argument. person for you to attach you, your horse to. You, oh, you guys, like, you guys put up these arguments with no, like, you didn't look up the stats. You just started saying, like, I oh, just know, like I Nolan said, Nolan Ryan's the best because he won games when I know that he doesn't show up in the moments. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't had. What any are moments. you talking about? He hasn't had any moments. All right, 
draft time. He averaged one run per game. Score. They scored one run per game on average when he pitched. And like, how can you blame that on him? On a losing team, it's just you can't. You can't. All right, draft time. Cam's mad because we went way too long. Um. Okay. So we've decided draft order. Who's going? Is Dylan? Tuck. No, Dylan, Cam, me, Tucker. Is that it? Yep. So we're going to do this. Uh, by the way, last year we got five picks correct. We're going to do um, better this year. I'm so those picks were Joe Burrow to the Bengals from Dylan. Redskins uh, taking Chase Young, Tucker. Lions, Jeff Okuda, Trey. Those were the first three picks. And then I also got the uh, Panthers, Derek Brown, seven. And... Cam got C.J. Henderson to the Jags at nine. So that was, those were our correct picks last year. I feel like we'll get like 50% of the top 15 picks, right? I hit two last year, so you guys are all chasing me. Uh, Is that crazy? Like, I honestly believe we can get like 50%. I thought last year coming out of it that we got almost everything. No, I had no, I had no belief in us last year. I knew, I thought we were going to get all the, the top 10 correct. That's what I thought was going to happen. Not even close. So we got to be five this year. Um, I have my mock draft up, so I track picks as we go. I'll let you know if you pick someone that you're not supposed to. And uh, we'll start it off. Dylan, you are on the clock with the Jaguars pick. Jaguars are going to pick Trevor Lawrence. All right. Good one. Yep. Um, Cam, Jets, on the clock. The Jets are going to go with Zach Wilson out of Bum University. Bum Young University. <laughs> <laughs> throw a Y in there. Saw a lot of BYU people at, in Utah this week. So, number three is where it gets interesting. This is where, you know, we have two guys. We have Trey Lance. We have Mac Jones. Tucker suggested that I take this pick because he knows that I believe Mac Jones is going I think he in his heart believes Mac Jones is going. I know Mac Jones is going. I'll never pick I'll never be the team that picks Mac Jones at three because I'm not stupid. Well, I am stupid and I am the Niners in this situation, so I have to dumb my brain down. But actually it's a genius pick because Mac Jones is the second best quarterback in this draft, I've now decided. The San Francisco 49ers select Mac Jones at three out of Alabama. Um number four, we have the Falcons. It's gonna be Dill. Nope. Nope. Me. Tim Uh Yeah, this is a tough pick for me. Uh, a lot of ways you can go with this, but I decided with losing, um, I think they're going to lose Julio Jones this year, so it's a t- really tough spot for them because they're just in cap hell, apparently. I didn't know that until like two days ago. But they're going to need a receiver out there. And as I said, the best receiver in this class they're going to have to take. So with the fourth pick, the Atlanta Falcons are taking Kyle Pitts. Kyle not sliding too much in our mock. Uh, Dill, Bengals pick last year. You nailed it. Now you're on the clock again with the Bengals at number five. The Bengals are going with Jamar Chase. No. Oh, I'm so mad with this pick. Wide receiver. That's an interesting one. I would not have taken Jamar there. I would not have either, but um, I think they might honestly take Jamar Chase there. 
but I think they're just basically writing a death sentence so for the, Joe Burrow. The reason for this pick, not only does Joe Wrong. Burrow need a wide receiver, um, Jamar Chase, LSU, Tigers, Bengals, Tigers, makes sense, number five, going to be him. And teammate of Joe Burrow. <laughs> They played together. Would have been I thought that was yeah. where you were going to go with that. But. <laughs> All right. Number six, Miami. From – did they trade – they, they got this one through a trade, right? From the yeah. Texans. Eagles. Right? And the Eagles. 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 Yeah, so if I'm the Dolphins here, I'm in a tough spot. You would have liked – you would have liked Pitts. You would have liked Chase. Um, I think either way they got to stay offensive. Um, and that leads you to either Sewell or one of the Alabama wide receivers. It's a deep wide receiver draft. I've said it time and time again. They have another pick at 18, another pick in the next round. I think they go and take the best offensive tackle available. I think they take Penny Sewell out of Oregon. Wow, I like that pick. All right, uh, Lions on the clock for me. Um, I'm going to take Jaden Waddle. I think I took him last week, too, here. Um, need some wide receiver help, help, speed threat. Got a new quarterback down there. Um, they did lose Jones, right, didn't they? And, yes. uh, so they need, they need a new wide receiver. Was Galladay out? Galladay was on the Lions, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Both yeah, so they lost two, two big receivers. Need to fill that hole. Start now. They're going to take Jalen Waddle, the speedster out of Alabama. That's two Alabama picks for me early on here, just to refresh everyone's memory. Um, all right. Um, Tucker. Carolina. Now, I'm glad that we're here because, Trey, I need to talk to you now. I'd like to start a trade with you. I'm uh, sitting here as the Panthers. I'm thinking, huh, who do I want at eight? Do I want to take someone or do I want to trade? I just got my QB and Sam Darnold. And so I'd like to trade with the Patriots right now. No, I don't like this. We're not doing like trades? I don't think we're doing trades. We would have already done trades. And I don't trade think there would have been any trades. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it either. <laughs> I hate you. We shouldn't have given Trey the Patriots pick. <laughs> and uh, it's just, no, it's just honestly it's too complicated because we start trading. and we, like, I don't even know who my pick is after the Patriots. Like, who is it? The football team? Um, so like Cardinals. it just it just gets too complicated. I think we should just stick with the order as we have it. And uh, I, I yeah. So go ahead and make your pick. I'm disappointed now. Um, but I'm looking at the draft class now. I have to kind of reroute because I had a plan and I lost it. But um, I'm looking at this draft class. I don't want a QB. I kind of want a wide receiver, but that's too high. So I guess I'm going to go. I'm going to draft a cornerback early. I'm going with Patrick Sertan out of Alabama. Oh, God. That's interesting. I mean, they need a quarterback. It's in their needs there for a cornerback. Patrick Sertan's the best cornerback in the class, definitely. I can definitely see them going this way with it. I also can see them going with a wide receiver. I, I've i heard rumors that they're going with a quarterback, possibly, but I think that would be a terrible decision for them. 
All right, Dylan, you are on the clock at number nine for the Broncos. Oh, God. We have screwed this up royally. Um, the Broncos are going to select... Ah, jeez. <sighs> the Broncos are going to select... Because of what we're doing here, they're going to select Devonta Smith. Jeez. Not a QB? Not a QB, Bill? No. Wow. Okay. Devontae Smith off the board. That'll be four four Alabamas in the first nine picks. (laughs) (laughs) One of them's got a hit. Um. Cameron, you're up with the because, the boys. Uh, this is because the boys. I this is because I don't actually think Trey Lance or I don't actually think uh, Justin Fields is going to go this low. So I'm 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 factoring in the fact that I think that he's going to go plus what who else we've already picked. I I'm almost certain the Broncos are taking a quarterback there. Yeah, no, I am like ninety five percent certain. Hey, 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 I've got faith in you. All right, the Cowboys. Um, they are going to take J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. I think this is an easy pick for them. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I just found out, actually coached Joe Horn, who is the father of J.C. Horn. I think they'll have some chemistry there, and they need the corner. So, I like that pick. All right, Cam. I'm up here with the Giants. Don't let them down. Do not now, let them down right now. The smart pick here is what Cam wants. But it's Dave Gettleman. I was just reading an article in the New York Post from some confidant of Dave Gettleman saying uh, he has an idea who the general pick might be. He said it may be Rashawn Slater. It may be Jalen Waddell. It may be Devonta Smith. Well, two of those guys are gone. It's not going to be Michael Parsons. They're going to take Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern. That's not a good pick, honestly. Yeah, no, I don't have any problem with that pick. Very fine with that. I thought he wanted Parsons bad. I do, but if Slater's there, I will gladly take him. All right, fine. I thought I thought you were gonna be angry with that, but all right. Cut. Now this puts me in a terrible position because I needed a wide receiver bad in the Eagles. Um, there's still some positions I need, but I feel like with what's on the board right now. I have to take the best thing available right now. I have to take Justin Fields here. I mean, what? Yes, you take Justin Fields here. If Justin Fields is available at twelve, there's no way they they do not have that con- like everything that they've said. Can we restart? Zero confidence in their quarterback right now. What's his name? Jalen Hurts. They've shown zero confidence. They haven't even named him the starter. They said there'll be an open competition this, for the job. This draft board is so bad. So no, but bad. That's, like, that's – can't back me up here. If Justin Fields is available at 12, you're telling me they're not taking him? No wide receiver. The top three wide receivers are gone. Yeah, exactly. I think we're getting the, the top four picks correct and then nothing else. That's what, that's what I think is going to happen. You got to uh, – you have to take him there. There's, I, like, I understand the logic, but, I, I mean, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I'm not the Eagles GM, so. Okay, uh – Dill, you're back on the board with the Chargers at number 13. Oh, the Chargers are going to go. 
Well, dude, this is so screwed up. We're going to go uh, Waddle here. We've lost some wide receivers. Waddle's been drafted. Been drafted. Oh, really? Yeah, Waddle oh. drafted number seven. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Um, shit. All right, duh. Uh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> dude, I don't even know anybody else. Scott. Uh... Look at their team needs and line it up with a with a with a prospect. What team they is they need a tackle? They need a guard and they need a cornerback. I would. Uh, they they also could use an edge rusher, a safety, possibly a wide receiver. They really I would need, an offensive line. I would open up a mock draft machine, Bill, and make your life a lot easier. Yeah, they really need their O line was terrible. Jason Mayfield. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. This is this is absolute garbage. Parasol is the best offensive lineman. Best offensive lineman because we're all sorts of screwed up. Christian Derisaw. All right, okay, Christian like Derisaw drafted by someone's pick. All right. Woo! So I don't think anyone thought that Parsons would be on the board this long. Nope. He can. This is tough because the Vikings are kind of all over the place too. Originally, Actually, originally I said they they take Quiddy because I do think they need an edge rusher, but I think Parsons can kind of play there too. Um, I think they go. I think they stick with their original. My original. I'm gonna go Quiddy Pay, 14. Wow. Parsons. Wow. Could be considered a little bit of a reach. All right. Trey, you goddamn take Trey here Lance right now, you son of a bitch. We are take at Trey the Lance right here. You take right Trey here. Lance right now, yeah. you son of a bitch. You're not gonna okay. do it. Let me let me just pull up my hood and recede into the Bill Belichick first stop. All right. So we're sitting here at number 15. Didn't expect a quarterback to slide this far without having to move up. You know, and we got you know arguably. The third best quarterback, you know, could be third best quarterback in the draft right here. But uh, the thing is, yesterday we traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, so I fucking hate you. We don't need him. I wish I could trade back, but I can't. Uh, They're gonna take Michael Parsons here. He's on the board. Dumb. And they're not drafting a quarterback in the first round. I promise you, they're not gonna do it. They have no, no faith in the. They don't care about the position. Right, I do think day. they're going to make a, make a stab at Garoppolo this in the, in the next coming days. He was rumored to be you know on the block now for anything as like low as a second. So I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I I if I if I'm watching this draft on uh, Thursday night and Trey Lance is there, I want them to take Lance. I'll tell you that right now, Tucker. I just don't think they're going to. I really don't. But all right, um, number sixteen, Tucker. Yeah. Cardinals. Um, I hate you. Um, you. Uh, yeah, Christian Barrymore. I'm I'm pretty upset right now about the Patriots pick, so I'm just gonna move on. Christian Barrymore, they need help on the, they need help there, so let's go with him. Uh, Dill, you're up with the Raiders. Oh God. Um. Their team needs are offensive. How come my the ones that the draft boards I'm looking up don't even have this team as picking right now? Every single one has got trades going on. It's all confusing. 
Um, you know, I would go to the draftnetwork.com slash mock draft machine. I'm on pff.com. The thing, the thing is, I'm not, I'm not actively right. choosing the ones that we pick, so that's part of my problem. Um, who's the team? The Raiders? They're God. The Raiders, they need offensive tackle, yeah, interior I, defensive line. I'm not linebacker. surprised. They're Safety. terrible. Um, Cornerback. Uh, edge, tight end, running back. All the all of them. Need everything basically. Besides, have, we, have we picked Jason Owen? Who I don't even know who that Jason is. Owen. <laughs> Jason Owen. Oh, number thirty-four <laughs> prospect, edge rusher out of. Owen. Owen. Sorry, Owe. I thought it was an N. Sorry. Owe. Is that the pick? Yeah, that's the pick. All right, Jason Owen, a surprise pick there. Dill, I will give you an update. Your next pick is the Colts at twenty-one. All right, uh, Cam Dolphins again. Making both selections for the Dolphins here at 18. So I got the offensive lineman early. I got Penne. Um, like I said, it's wide receiver, deep draft, and the top three have been off the board. No one else is gone. I think they can stay away one more round and go defense here. I think they take a home hometown guy out of the U. They'll go Ooh. Jalen, Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher. Oh, I did not expect that one. Alrighty, number 19. We got the Washington football team on the board, and this is an easy pick for me. Need yeah. a quarterback, Trey Lance, still on the board somehow. They're going to take him here at 19. That's a steal for them. they got to be hyped up. Now, he's a little bit of a project. Maybe you need to uh, sit him behind. Who's their quarterback right now? Is it's it the Heineken kid? It's Magic. Oh, yeah, if it's perfect, it's perfect situation. Comes in, sits behind Fitz Magic, learns from the king, and uh, eventually Fitz Magic does what he does and gets replaced, and Lance can hopefully come in and do something for him. So I think this there, they would be ecstatic with this pick right here. Uh, Tucker, Chicago at number 20. Yeah, so uh, sitting here right now, um, you got to think, oh, no, did I just lose my... Okay, never mind. Um, you got to think, you got... Alan Robinson on a franchise tag, but it seems like he wants out. Uh, then you have, what's his name, Moody. You got a rookie, you got a second year wide receiver. Outside of that, you don't really have much left. So I'm taking Rashad Bateman here. I think he's the best wide receiver on the board right now. He's probably the clear, I think he's the clear pick for who they're going to take here. If there's no QB available and they don't trade up for a QB, I think their defense is strong. Their line needs a little bit of work, but I don't think there's anything they can fix immediately. So I'd say that the best choice right now is to go with a wide receiver. He turned into a 99 in Madden for me when I drafted him, so I like the pick. Uh, Dylan, you have the Colts at 21. What do you think? Um, Slater still on the board? Slater. Rashawn Slater went with the, uh, what was it, the 11th, 12th, 11th pick Rashawn Slater was drafted. Okay. Um, they do need an offensive tackle. There's Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State on the board here. Uh, wide receiver. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver. Just got drafted by Tucker. Damn it, I missed that. Did I miss that? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. There's, Elijah There's some good Moore. wide receivers available. I'm though. going Elijah. I'm going Elijah Moore. Yeah, right. I, I actually had that one. Elijah Moore. I actually I had that one. Miss. Uh, 
That's it? You got it, Dill? Elijah, Elijah Moore. That's it. Lock it in. All right. That's the pick. 22. Put on a shoe. Cam, your pick. Um, the Titans just lost a Dory Jackson to the New York Giants. Um, they also lost Corey Davis. But having Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman just taken right in front of their eyes. Um, I think maybe they wanted one of those guys. I think they got to help their defensive backfield first things first. Um, offensively, they've, they've been pretty good the past few years. Defensively, not too much. Um, I'm a little torn here, but I think they take the overall best player available. They help the defensive backfield, and they go Trevon Morig out of TCU. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. All right. On to the Jets. My pick. They picked this up in a trade. I don't remember from who, Cam. Do you know? 23rd pick? Oh, this is Seahawks. Oh, okay. Seahawks. So, my my needs listed here are cornerback, edge, running back, wide receiver. Um, so, you got the quarterback early, uh, whether you like it or not. The Jets being the Jets. What do I think they're going to do here? So, I'm looking at either Caleb Farley or Kadarius Tony. I feel like they would make a bonehead move and pick Tony early here. You know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go with Caleb Farley. I think maybe they try to take the safer route and, uh, you know, help both sides of the ball here because they got a lot of work to do. So, uh, Caleb Farley, 23, uh, quarterback, cornerback, excuse me, out of Virginia Tech. Uh, right now, I'm looking at the Steelers. Um, I think they'd like to get a quarterback, but I think it's way too early for them with the five quarterbacks all gone. Uh, so right here, I'd say help out your line. I know they lost a few this year. Uh, so you got to go with Elijah Vera Tucker here if he's available. He is. That's a great I meant if he's available in the real draft. He can play guard or tackle. Uh, Dylan, the Jaguars again. You're also picking for the same team twice. So, number 25 here. You get, what? Trade from the Rams. From the Rams. Oh, the Jalen Ramsey pick. All right, so this is an important one. Dylan, uh, Jaguars saying you need an offensive tackle, a wide receiver, a safety, a running back, a cornerback, a tight end. Do you have anything in mind? Did we pick Trayvon Mooring? Yep, he just went 22 to the Titans. Shit. Dylan is having a tough night in the war room. Ah. <laughs> uh, GM for the Jaguars having a tough time. Dude, I... Who's the best player on the board? Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle. Um, Najee Harris, running back. I I would say Tevin Jenkins, just because you got to protect, but it's up to you. Kadarius Tony wide receiver. Walker Little. I'm going to uh, speak to my consultant Cameron in private, and um, I believe he just told me uh, whatever he just said, so I'm going with that. Tevin Jenkins, the <laughs> offensive tackle out of OK. State. All right, let's speed this along. This is the end. Nobody cares. <laughs> All right. The Browns. Cam. Yeah, so I had originally um, Christian Barmore sliding a little bit further. But it's an obvious defensive pick. 
You take the best player available. This is going to be Jeremiah Nomniosky yep. out of Notre Dame. <laughs> It would be Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, linebacker. All right, Ravens here. Uh, Ravens need some help on the edge. Um, they need some help on their line. Um, I think they're going to focus. They just lost Mass Judon, so they're going to need a little bit more of an edge presence. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Aziz Ojulari. That just kind of sounds like a Raven name, the edge rusher out of Georgia. Tucker, Saints, 28. Yep, I'm looking at the Saints here. Need see the needs as um, might need a little bit of a help on defense. I'm seeing that cornerback's a need for them. Best player I'm seeing on the board right now is Greg Newsom, so I'm definitely taking him here. All righty. Packers, Dylan, offensive tackle, wide receiver. Oh, I'm sorry, Cam. I just strengthened Asante Samuel right there, junior. Facts, dude. Asante's the man. By the way, I'm going with. He a, was also a 99 in Madden. Go ahead, Dill. I'm going with a guy who shares first name as me, Dylan Radnuz. Nuns. Okay, let me scroll down my board to find him. Offensive okay, tackle, ranked prospect out of North Dakota State. Oh. Dylan like Radnuz. Blaze in the cold. Protect your quarterback. Great pick, oh, Dill. Like the pick, Dill. I really do. Who else? Uh, uh, Dylan Raduns. Raduns. Cam, number 30, Bills. What do you got? If that pick Bills. sticks, you guys owe me a dollar. <laughs> Done. The Bills are kind of in a tough spot. I feel like they're, the 30th pick is always it just sucks. Um, but I think it's an obvious defensive pick, and I don't think there's any strong enough Edge rushers or linebackers available. I'm going with my guy, Asante Samuels. Let's go. Play on the other side of Trey White. Just get it locked down on the defense. It's a passing league. Everyone's heard it. Um, Asante Samuel, he's got to go in the first round. I might as well be the one to do it. Let's go. I love Asante Samuel Jr. I'm pumped about that. Don't want to play against him, though. All right. Tucker, Ravens. Trey, it's you. Oh, me, Ravens, picking here. Just pick for the Ravens. Wow, I think everybody picked both the picks for their teams. It was wild how that worked out. Trade. Uh, yes. Brown. The Orlando Brown trade. Shout out, that's a Raven. So, looking here, need some help at offensive tackle, safety, wide receiver, oh. possibly. I'm going to go ahead and take Alex Leatherwood, Bama. Ooh, you're going to have uh, Lamar angry uh-huh. at you as a GM. It's fine. He just can't throw the ball anyway. All right, 32, Tuck. Super Bowl champions. Yeah, right here I'm looking. I mean, I like I like, I like, like one guy in this pick right here. I think Cam does too. I'm not going QB here. I'm no, not. No, That's I, not what I was thinking. Like, yeah, I know who we both like. You love Mond here, actually. I love Mond here, but... Yeah, no, I'm going to go with an outside-the-box pick, a guy that's been dropping, dropping, dropping down everyone's draft boards. I mean, this is a team that's pretty complete, full-on through, and so I'd say this is a good time to take a risk. And so I'm adding Gregory Rousseau to this team. Yeah, Cam, I said Greg. Cam said, don't say Greg. I'm going to type it quick. 
Uh, I would have went with the human joystick right there. Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not buying the wider, that wide receivers in need for them right now. Antonio Brown has even found a home, and they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Scotty Miller on that team. So if they add Antonio Brown, what the hell are they going to do with Darius Tony? Uh, just got- be a bench warmer. At least Gregory Rousseau is a guy with high upside that you can use. I got All right. draft grades here. What are they? How are they? So we got the first three are A pluses. Surprisingly, <laughs> Kyle Pitts only an A. Jamar Chase an A. Penne an A. Jalen Waddle the Lions B plus. Certain to the Panthers a C. Devonta Smith to the Broncos Dylan A plus. Okay. How? Okay. My <laughs> JC Horn pick. The Cowboys A minus. Rashawn Slater the Giants A. Justin Fields to the Eagles. A plus. What? Christian of course Darisaw. that's a B plus. Christian Darisaw, B plus. Quiddy Pay, B. Micah Parsons, A plus to the pass. Yup. Yup. Christian Barmore falling to the uh, Cardinals, A plus. Thank the you. worst pick in the draft, Jason Away, C minus. Raiders, <laughs> bad organization. They make bad picks. <laughs> Jalen Phillips to the Dolphins, A minus. Trey Lance to the Redskins. A plus. Um, Rashad Bateman is an A. Elijah Moore, A. Trevin Morick, A. Caleb Farley, A. Elijah Bear, Tucker, Tevin Jenkins, A minuses. Jeremiah Awasaki Karamano is an A. Aziz Elbilari to the Ravens, A minus. And then Greg Newsom to the Saints, A plus. Thank you. I think I got three A pluses there. Dylan Radunes is going to be a C plus pick, Dill, but I trust it. Asante Samuel, A minus. Leatherwood A minus and Gregory Russo C plus. Yeah, I didn't think I'd get highly reviewed. That was a wild one. Overall, the best teams, starting with the Cardinals, have an A plus. The Jack. Oh, sorry. The Cardinals. Ten teams with A pluses. Cardinals with an A plus. Broncos A plus. Jacks plus. Pass A plus. Saints A plus. Eagles A plus, Niners A plus, football team A plus. That's pretty spread out between most of us. I shout think. out I think to Tucker the Tucker and I ended up with the most. But. Shout out to my take: football team hasn't picked a mascot yet. All right, that's the second annual mock draft. I'll tweet it out with our picks, and I'll keep everyone monitored on how we're doing. Um, I'll tweet out the results too. But uh, let's get into movie quick because we have gone for a long time. So, whose movie was it? Tucker's. Are we doing list guys? Mine, yeah. No, we're not doing less, guys. Don't oh, know. damn, I got excited. Did we have did we have one even set up? I didn't think we did. I had one. I thought we were doing game, game shows. shows. So we can do it next week. Oh, yeah, next week. We'll hit it next damn week for you, though. Um, Tucker, your movie, um, Knives Out. Who watched it? I did. I did. Wow, full go. So, uh, Tuck. Give us a breakdown of your score. Yeah, I mean, this is honestly a really great movie for me. Um, I watched it on the car ride, on one of my car rides, so it's kind of like half in, half out, I'm not going to lie. But, um, I mean, it's just, I feel like everything about it is so well done. I like how it's directed. I love, what's his name? That's the lead guy, James Bond. Uh, Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel Craig with, like, the southern accent is just incredible, and his whole character, like, the entire development of how, like, 
he came to figure out everything was so impressive. And I don't know. I love the twists and turns of it. It's just a great movie for me. I give it uh, 8-1. All right. Um, Phil, go ahead. So I like the movie. Um, I'll, I'll give a score in a little bit. So this is just like... This is the it's like another quintessential Netflix movie, and I don't know what exactly it is about how my brain decides a movie is a Netflix movie. I think it's sort of kind of like Trey. We've talked about like the the guy who's um, says pancakes, and everybody thinks it's funny. Like it's just kind of ran- it's just kind of random. Like the 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 changes in the plot are just random but that's like the new thing now just like putting weird spins into thing that nobody would expect even though it's not really like built up i guess um i thought the movie was pretty good i thought again like it's just another one of those movies that's not like it does. It doesn't do enough to develop enough of a story plot that I thought was engaging enough. I don't know. I thought. Wow. I, I wow. thought. I thought that the the story behind it is cool. Like I like they're, they're kind of like playing Clue in in the mansion. I don't know. I thought it was all right. Um, I'll give it a. I did enjoy it, so I'll, I'll give it like a seven two. I think is a reasonable wow. score. I was expecting a higher score out of you. Um, I liked it. But it's just again, it's it's just it's another Netflix movie. I don't know. It's not like it doesn't turn the gears and make me like say, "Oh my God, wow, my feelings." I really enjoyed that. I don't know. Um, Cameron, that's my score. So, I the first thing I was going to mention is the Daniel Craig. I absolutely hated Daniel Craig. This wow. Yeah, I was. I did not love it either. I hated him. He is not that. He doesn't... I don't like the Southern accent. I know he doesn't... Like, he's not a Southern guy. And I just... I didn't like it. Um, It's his character in general. And then you're right, Dylan. I think the Netflix thing I put in the chat is, like, they're they're colorful. Like, there's a lot of colors going on in Netflix movies. I don't know what it is. Like, they all... The colors pop out to you like this. Murder Mystery, which is a very similar movie. And I don't know. Look at all the Netflix originals and like the t- the the cover screen or the the. You guys movie. know this isn't a Netflix original movie, right? This was an right. Oh, it's not the. It's that's it's a it's like it it, it's it should I, I be a genre by now. It's just like it's a Netflix movie. Right. But also, Cam, I'm colorblind, so no, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, Clue by far best board game. Maybe that'll be a list, guys. Segment one day. We'll talk. Yeah, I'm thinking we'll, we'll come up with that. But actually, Dylan, I think we're on the same page here. I came up with my score pre you doing your score, and I said 7-2 on the dot as well. So, wow, um, the new connection. Love it. Um, I, I want to touch on something you said, Ken. Did you say it's like murder mystery? No, no, no. I said like the the color and the the Netflix s. The mise en scène is similar. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying this movie was very similar to Murder Mystery, and I was taking personal offense to that. Murder Mystery is one of Adam Sandler's worst. I think he and Jennifer Aniston just wanted one last go at it. That movie's like a five. But okay, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. Do you Thank know who directs you. this movie? 
Ryan Johnson, yeah, Ryan director Johnson, of yeah. The Last Jedi. I hate him, but I think he does a really good job here. I like this movie. The Last Jedi is the worst Star Wars movie. He ruins Star Wars, but he he could as long as he stays on Star Star Wars, he does a good job. So I would like to say, based on the color thing, if you notice, The Last Jedi was actually beautiful, like lots of colors, the red and the white contrast. Terrible plot, terrible characters. Great color though. Um, Daniel Craig. When I touch on that, I think he does a great job. I think as an actor like Daniel Craig. When you are known, you are James Bond. That's who he is. He's James, like Tucker didn't know his name. He knew him as James Bond. Everybody knows him as James Bond. You got to do something to differentiate yourself. I think he does the Southern accent pretty well. Made me forget that he was James Bond. Um, made me think, oh, that's Daniel Craig, not James Bond. I thought it was pretty good. Um, by the way, this was all filmed right outside of Boston. So beautiful. I Dylan, figured did that. you notice the, uh, sports, Boston sports personality cameo in it? Did you see it? No. It was Gary Tangay as the... Oh, yes, it was. He was a news reporter. Fuck. I, yeah, did, I did yeah. notice that. So, Boston yeah. Sports Radio personality out there. Um, I liked the movie a lot. I think the twists were pretty good. Didn't see it coming. Um, I almost forgot. This is my second time watching it. I kind of forgot what happened. Um, I knew who did it, and you know, but I didn't remember how we got to that conclusion. Um, I think it's pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8-4. So I I, wow. I watched the movie with Linnea, and before she got fake stabbed, I was like, the knife's gonna be fake. It was too obvious. Oh. So like, it's it's this type. I did ty- not think that at all. It's it's because the guy, the the grandfather dude was uh, was like, you never know when they're gonna be fake or not. When he like got the fake morphine that wasn't real morphine, or whether they didn't switch the thing. It, it's it's so obvious of these Netflix movies. It's like the the plots are just so predictable. It's so predictable. Even this is predictable. I don't know. I, I it's it, smarter than I. It's just it's just like oh my god the vials were switched. Oh, but I didn't switch the like like that's just like shit writing. Write write something that's like in I don't know delves into like character development or something. It's just I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this crap. But I gave it a good score because I was interested because I like the murder mystery clue aspect. I love Clue, like Cam said. It's the Clue movie. It's a Clue movie. It is a Clue um, movie. All right. Wasted takes. Mock draft session over. Um, I will tweet out the mock draft before and after the draft. We're aiming for higher than five picks. I don't know if we're going to get it. I think we pretty much butchered that draft. Um, but uh, we'll see. And, uh, yeah, so hit us up on our socials. We'll talk to you next week. And thanks for being with us. Cheers. Cheers.